Praise God. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Pastor John, come and join me. Well, welcome and very happy new year, everyone. You want to turn in your Bibles and open them, um, I'm okay, to Romans, please. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. And I'll just read verse 21. For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him, but their thinking became futile. Their thinking became futile. Now, looking around this place, there's a few of you. I hope you started one yesterday. No, don't be offended. <laughs> Including me. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's all sorts of diets. In, in fact, if you remember about five years ago, all the news and the newspapers, there was, every week they were introducing a different type of diet. Do you remember Atkins? <laughs> remember the Atkins diet? There, there was a thing called the Atkins diet and everybody started doing that. But then Atkins died. So they all stopped that one. The There's vegetarian diets, whole food diets, all sorts of diets. But look at me. And listen. There's a spiritual diet as well. And every single one of you, without exception, has got a spiritual diet. And just like, just like your physical diet is very important or you will get sick. So your spiritual diet is crucial. It's more important. Amen? Amen? You know, if I invited you to a meal, a really swanky meal in a posh restaurant, and I said to you, you know, meet me there at 7 o'clock, would you have lunch that day? Would you have breakfast that day? You would have, please listen guys, you would have respect for food. We would have such respect for food that we would stay back from other food, right? But we also have a spiritual diet. And you, you must respect your spiritual diet. No. So why would you hold your appetite to enjoy that meal? Why? <coughs> Do 
Three reasons. Your heart would be full of anticipation, respect, and excitement. Uh, okay. <laughs> you would be, you would be, someone said, I'm going to take you to the best restaurant. You would be anticipating something. And that would control your appetite. But when you lose that sense of anticipation or faith, when you lose that faith, you lose control of your diet. Only someone who is expecting something can actually control themselves, if you like. It's the anticipation that, that helps you. It's the promise of something better, of something good coming up that will give you what we call self-control. So you have anticipation and you will have a, a, a respect for the person who's invited you to that meal. And so you will not eat when you come to church when I come to church I've got to know that I'm going to the best restaurant in town Amen. so how have I come how have I come today how am I going to prepare myself for coming to the house of God? Don't get religious. That's oh, just another Sunday. Go. Don't get religious. Keep, keep a lively anticipation inside you. Because the way you arrive Listen carefully. The way you arrive this morning, that's what dictates how much you enjoy this meeting. It's as simple as that. It's all about the way you've come here. That's it. Now, for example, the worship that we've just experienced and enjoyed, not everybody here will have, some people will have stood and thought, we stand and live, uh, uh, you know. <laughs> but others, <laughs> others will have entered in and enjoyed the meal. It's it's all about the way you come. Now, it's the same way like when we go to conferences and stuff like that. You take six, seven guys to a conference. Five of them will be, wow, fantastic, man, I was good. But you'll always get the one going, um, yeah, I thought it was okay. <laughs> How did you come? How are you entering a brand new year? 
we're actually myself and Jeanette are praying that this is going to be the best year we've ever had in our whole lives this year anan jannat sabaytain bekazmet zela amet zibele tsakhawun tsalinallana so i want anticipation i want expectation for what god will do and therefore i will control my diet if you like no. the bible has a has a lot to say about food and scripture constantly compares your physical appetite to your spiritual appetite all the time the bible says taste and see that the lord is good The Bible says he brought me to his banqueting table. And over and over and over again God says, "Hello." Hello, Just like your physical diet is important, your spiritual diet is far more important and just like you can become progressively unhealthy through eating the wrong things so spiritually it's exactly the same if we don't get into the habit of a proper spiritual diet you'll get sick spiritually Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know, look, there's 167 hours in each week. How many? 167. How many? 160. 167. If you spend 167 hours in the world, and you give god one if you like on sunday it's impossible it's not going to work you're you're crazy you're really cra- it won't work the church we cannot compete if you like with that we i pray every day And I don't just mean pray our father who art in heaven. I don't mean that. I mean we pray. Every day. Because if I don't, I will become unhealthy. Amen. And very simply folks, you need to give God. It's not complicated. It's not rocket science. It's okay. Praise the Lord. Look at Luke chapter 2. Turn to Luke's gospel chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 and verse 6. Look at this. I I love this scripture. It's a sad scripture, but I love it because of its clarity and accuracy. Luke chapter 2 and in verse 6 it says this. While they were there, this is the time that the baby was to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, this is Mary, a son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room in the inn. Ma'arafkelta lukas 6:7. Kone dima abu khollo gize hersa betsahe bohro wada weledet 
بعلبون تقللته أبت محضر عايش سفراس لزينا برم دم أب مبل عمال أدك أسطو. There's still empty seats at the front. If you want to come in, you can sit down here. Come ahead. Don't be afraid. Um, look, folks. Look at this. My Bible, your Bible. It says that when the bread of life, that when Jesus Christ came to earth, Jesus Christos ethi megbi naizal alam megbi kab samay kmetz khollo. The world had no room. The world was already stuffed. No, no appetite. Full. Not hungry, Lord. You see, that's not. It's, it's got nothing to do with the fact that the hotel was full. That's not the point. The point is that Christ wants into your life. That's the point. Jesus Christ He knocks on the door, but so often we're already full. See, a few facts. Uh, facts. <laughs> a few facts. Is that a few, a few facts? Yes, that's fine. Yeah. The amount of space you leave for God. That's the amount I respect him. Really. Not just with words, but really and truly. Now, there's two sides to this deal, this bargain. God's side and your side. God's side is that he promises to give you a spiritual appetite. Okay? So God said, I will put in every human being a hunger for me. Okay? So this is lost and saved, the whole human race. Romans chapter 1 and chapter 2, it says this. All the human race know that God is there. They all know. In fact, we read it. Turn back to it. Romans chapter Romans chapter 1 and verse 21. But even though they knew God, it says in Romans 1, 21, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him, that's giving him space, giving him room. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him nor gave him thanks, but their thinking became futile and their hearts became so, do you understand what's happened to human race? The baby is born. You were born. And inside you, there's a questioning mind. There's a knowledge that there's a maker, a God. But the trouble is, your parents, if you have the bad parents, they can fill you with junk food. Because, in other words, tell you there's no God and all that type of thing and silence your appetite for God. And a day may come when you reawaken that and you find and you get saved. There are two sides to this deal, if you like. One, God says, I promise you, I will give you an appetite for me. 
But there's another side to the contract. And it's yours. You must take responsibility for your appetite. Take responsibility for your life. And not eat junk food as it were. But give God his proper space. Just like you have a healthy physical diet, you need a healthy spiritual diet. So, so we're we're genuinely praying that next year will be the best year we have yet had. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you something. It's not a magic wand. So whilst I can believe that, and I do, I've got a Bible as well. My mind is not darkened or stupid like, like this. I, I understand that that can never happen unless I do my part. I've got responsibilities here as well. Amen. Amen. So I've got my part. God will put a hunger for him, a thirst after him, but I must follow that thirst. So for the last five weeks or so, we've been talking on Sunday mornings about putting God first in your life. In all, in all manner of ways, in every department, we'll maybe continue looking at it over the next few weeks as well. But, oh, you know, in the prayer time the, on New Year's Eve in here, I had, my head was, was full of things that we could talk about. But let me just share one of them. I believe, the, uh, you know, the, the parable of the, the, the laborers who were sent out to bring people into the banquet? Uh, bring them in, bring them in. Did they, did they have an appetite? Did they go? No. It's the last days, you see. I couldn't. So there was a second sending. There was a last sending. And the king said, No way! Go back out again. And bring them in because this banquet will not be wasted. I believe there's something for the end times church, a huge blessing. Remember, the scripture says the glory on the latter house will be greater than the glory on the former. And it's my personal belief that the church in Europe will be the brightest thing on earth in terms of the church Amen. in the last days. So we have everything going for us. <laughs> we have everything really lined up on our side. If only you can gain self-control over your appetites. 
As for me, I say we pray together every day. I don't. I couldn't live without that. <laughs> we have our cell meetings on Tuesday. If you're not in a cell, you need you need to you need to think you need to stop and grow up. Because what, I mean, what do you do on Tuesday night? TV? Is that your appetite? Is that what you're eating? So that means Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. There's no interaction with no no diet. God's not getting into your life. Or Friday night prayer. If you if you stay at home or 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 whatever or miss that when you can go, you're you're incredibly foolish. Because that is your diet. It's your diet. And it has an end result, you see. You become not not overnight. You don't become sick just like that spiritually. But eventually it grips people. So, so as we begin 2011, I, I don't want you to make any plans here this morning. I simply want to ask you a few questions to assess yourself. Question number one. Do you have a hunger for the word of God. Please don't answer out loud. Do you have a genuine hunger for God's word? You know, we have a son called James. And James would come home from school at about four o'clock every day. And he would do the same thing every day. Come in the door, throw his school bag on the floor. Take his coat off, you know. <laughs> Walk into the kitchen and open the fridge. And he would look in the fridge. And he would close the door. Walk in, sit down. Not a minute. Back in, open the fridge. Look in the fridge. No. Close the door. And I, I'd say to her sometimes, you know, James, that's the fifth time. What are you, what are you looking for? And the food is full. It is full of the finest food. No problem. Hey, what do you want? I don't want, I don't want. Did you eat crisps on the way home? Did you have a bar of chocolate on the way home? Or two bars? Because that's what he would do. And he would, he, he would eat before his banquet. He would eat like a bag of crisps that cost 20 pence. And put fat on you. <laughs> And that, listen carefully, and that would steal the banquet. Wow. Uh, now, you see, I've got no problem with a child doing that. 
But I've got a problem with an adult doing that. With my son, I can take him and I can teach him about a healthy diet. But if we're still behaving like that towards the things of God, we've lost our anticipation, we've lost our respect, and the excitement goes bang. People are backslidden. Turn to Jeremiah, please. Chapter 2. I want you to see this one. Jeremiah chapter 2 and verse 13. This is a great scripture here. Jeremiah 2 chapter 13 says this. My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug cisterns of their own, broken cisterns that, excuse me, cannot hold water. You see what God's saying? I, I want to give you fountains of living water. That's what I want. But you dig a broken cistern, junk food, and you drink from that. Not a new problem. This is Jeremiah. It's a long time ago, but the same problem. You know, a hunger for the word of God is excellent because you will hear. You will hear from God. It always always disturbs me when people are always running after me. Pastor, can you, have you got a word from God for me? Is God saying anything to you about me? You talk to God. He's your God, isn't he? You should be hearing personally from God. No question. Amen. One of my friends is very wealthy. He's a millionaire guy. Lives in Ireland. He rang me up and asked me to come and see him. He felt his life was falling apart. And I'm sitting talking to him. I said, what's gone wrong with you, man? And I was trying to figure out what was wrong. And then I got it. I said this, I asked him this question. How do you hear from God? And he thought about it. And he said, I hear from God through you. Uh-huh. I see. You've been second. It's not a. It's not a personal relationship. You. You. You're hearing like it's like a third party. Uh-huh. You know, years ago, I. I. I was fascinated with how much good you get from a personal word that you get from God, and something someone else gives you, if you like. So I rang my local hospital. 
I rang the hospital and I said, I want to speak to a dietitian. And they put me through. They put me through and I got this girl on the phone and I said, I want to ask you a question. If I take processed food, something that someone else has done, second hand, and I eat it, what's the difference this is, by the way, this is processed potatoes. It's very nice, actually. Uh, processed potatoes. <laughs> I asked the dietitian, if I take second-hand food and real food, I didn't say all that. <laughs> you know, sometimes... You're making it up. <laughs> no, sometimes I don't have specific word, you know. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you know, I was shocked with her reply. Listen. She said to me, this loses, loses, she estimated a minimum of about 45% of its goodness is gone. But that might go all the way up to 85 or so. Wow. You mean th that's half as good or, or even worse than this? <laughs> and you suddenly realize why Christians can be so weak. Because for many believers, the only word they hear is from the pulpit. That's it. No. I respect that, and don't you disrespect, I respect the preaching of the word, amen, of course. But I also understand the limitations of that. You need a personal relationship with God. Or you will never be healthy. Now, I tell you, on this point, I am, I am ruthless on this point. If I, if, I, if like one or two weeks go by and I have not heard from God in, for something or in prayer or something, I will stop at nothing to get my hearing back. And I thank God for that because that's kept us on a straight road for, for, for a long time. Don't answer. Do you have a hunger for the word of God? Because that's where your strength, your real strength is going to come when he speaks to you. David sought hard after God's word. We know that from the Psalms. And David said this, As the deer... Pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. <laughs> How does a deer pant? 
Anybody know how a deer pants? David said, as the deer pants, that's the way I seek God. I'll tell you how a deer pants. A deer doesn't pant with its mouth. The deer pants with its ribcage. And the ribcage is visible. So David could see the deer. When a deer is thirsty, the ribcage starts to heave. And the whole deer, the whole animal is thirsty. It's a whole body thing, a whole movement. <laughs> as David, as David saw the deers and the whole movement, the, if you like the passion with which they were thirsty, <laughs> he said, that's the way I feel about the word of God, <laughs> about seeking God. <laughs> this is a spiritual checkup to get you fit for 2011. Simple. Take responsibility for your spiritual diet. The church can't do it for you. Your disciple can't do it for you. Right? Your mom and dad can't do it for you. You must take responsibility for your own spirituality. If you don't have a hunger for the word, develop it. Seek it. The second way to check up on yourself. Are you wanting to spend time with God? God deserves quality time. Amen? I think God deserves the best of your time. Amen? Amen. I don't care whether you're the king of the queen of Britain. I don't care how many qualifications you have. I don't care how many children you have. I don't care how much responsibility you've got. None of it is greater than God. None of it. And when you start letting him slip to second place, he's losing the throne of your heart. That's what he's doing. Quality time is a very good way of telling where people, how people feel about God, I tell you. <laughs> Even in a setting like this. But some will come in and hope Kay is not too long this morning. <laughs> and that's, what it, and that's, that's terrible, folks, because we're coming to the living God. And that's an insult. Surely, Jesus Christ, who died on a cross for us, deserves the best of our time. Amen? Amen. We pray early in the morning. But we've started a new pattern just about seven weeks ago. We had an established routine for years. But I'm just so, I, I'm convicted on this point. 
So now when we get up, I, 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 you know, Jeanette goes in on her own alone. And I go into my office on my own. And get down, we, we're going down on our knees. And give God the day. Say, God, we give you the best of this day. You are worthy of all we have. It, I, I really believe God wants to enter the, the hearts to be, be the first thing in your life. To establish himself in you. Spiritual checkup. So that you can get, so that you can get healthy spiritually in 2011. So that you can be in the place God wants you to be. So he can bless you. He's a good God. Do you have a hunger for the word? If you don't, start seeking it. Wanting time with God. A very good indication that a person's spirit filled. Positive prayer content. <laughs> you see, faith can't keep its mouth shut. Faith can't keep its mouth shut. <laughs> when, when, when the Holy Ghost, when you're praying, let's put it like this. You know when you pray? You can pray from two places. You can pray from your brain. And you're going to be saying, oh God, I don't know. I don't, oh, maybe, maybe. Doubts. Talk, talk, talk. Or you can pray from your spirit. And your spirit will always declare the possible, will always speak in faith, will always see, you know, prosperity, healing, deliverance. Always. And any situation you face in your life, you've got two ways of looking at every situation. You can look at it through, the, through your mind. And there's no faith. No good. <laughs> and that's, that's the reality. So many situations we're faced with. Financial, health, whatever. It's all mental. Where's God? Where is God? You see, you, you can hear God when people pray. Listen to them pray. And, and you will know whether they're prayers or TV watchers, if you like. You'll know what's at the center of their lives, the center of their hearts. Now, there is no easy answer for this. I think in some ways the church would like there to be a thing called spiritual liposuction. <laughs> he dealt with it, amen. <laughs> liposuction is when we've put on a load of weight and now instead of a diet 
The world is offering a quick fix. What they do is they cut you open. <laughs> they stick a hoover inside you. Dr. Chris, please forgive me for this story. <laughs> they stick a, a hoover-like thing in your stomach and they suck out all the fat. Yeah. Quick fix. But you know, it doesn't happen with God. And people say, you know, you don't have many altar calls. I don't have many altar calls. Come here. These people have been at altar calls for 30 years. What difference did that make to them? You need to send them home. Why don't we have communion every week? Because I want you to have it at home. Take responsibility for your diet. And don't run after others or run after pastors or whoever to pray. Take responsibility for your own diet. Point number four. When the world is no longer attractive. <laughs> but you start developing and acquiring a taste for the things of God. Many people, you know, they walk in, it's their first time in church. And they give God like one service. Taste and see that the Lord is good. In other words, you need to develop your appetite. Develop your appetite for God's things. But that's not what happened. People, you know, try God once and go or whatever. The, the uh, second last one, when you have a desire for fellowship, that's a great sign that the Holy Ghost is in someone. No. A Labrador Retriever? You know what that is? A, do a dog? I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> well, it's a dog. Okay. <laughs> it's a dog that loves water. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if you take a retriever, right, and you take it near a lake uh, on a lead, uh, and you let that dog off the lead, uh, it's a sight to see. Uh, because that dog will take all it run and leap and jump right up, splash into the water. Go you, just go like you, a bullet. Go you, go you <laughs> and you look and you think, wow, now that's a water dog. That's a real water dog. A dog that loves to be in water. <laughs> and that's what happens Christians when they are filled with the Spirit. Amen. <laughs> they, love, they love the church. They love the church. They love to be with Christians. They love to be in fellowship. Fantastic. 
So it's an excellent sign, a sign of a healthy inner life. <laughs> Is that your reality? <laughs> or has the church lost its appeal? Has God lost his shine, if you like? I want to get the best diet I've ever had for this year, Whatever that takes, that's what we'll do. There's not much time left anyway. Not much time left anyway. May as well put your shoulder to the wheel and get to work in the kingdom, amen? The ultimate proof of a healthy spiritual diet in someone is they just can't stop telling people about Jesus. Would you agree with that, Chris? Yes. Praise Chris the Lord. <laughs> the ultimate sign of a healthy inner spirit of someone that God is dominating is that they just cannot. Every opportunity, what's coming out of the mouth, Jesus is what you need. Because Jesus is inside, he's coming out. Now, if that's not your reality, don't panic. Change your diet. Simple. Change your diet. If I took, if I took fifty percent of your food from you this year, what would you look like at the end of 2011? Half wasted, famine. But that's what's happening to you if you don't hear from God yourself. That's what's happening to you. So will you commit? We'll, we'll close. Would you commit with me to doing an assessment of your current diet right now? And would you make a, a commitment, not to me, but to God, to do your best to make that diet healthy, spiritually healthy, in 2011? Will you do that? Amen. Let's stand. Just invite the worship team back. I'm just going to pray in English. And maybe Pastor John can pray in Aramaic. Father, we give this, this wonderful new year. We're still on earth. We're still alive. You have not yet returned, God. And we have time, precious time, time in which we can grow and, and, and build our lives and build the church on earth. God, we present ourselves to you at the beginning of this great year. Would you give us the wisdom to grow ourselves spiritually, to, to heed the warnings you give us, to sharpen ourselves with the word, to be found in fellowship, to witness and evangelize, Help us adopt good and healthy spiritual diets. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
ቃልካ ውስጥና አቱ እግዚአብሔር አብዛሃዳስ አመት እግዚአብሔር ጎይታ ሰራውት በሐድሽ ክፈልጠካ እግዚአብሔር ቅድም ሕጂ እግዚአብሔር አባ አብትላት ካዘይ ተረኸምናሉ ግዜ እግዚአብሔር አባ ይቀረበልና በሐድሽ መንፈስ በሐድሽ ሐሳብ በሐድሽ ስጉምት እግዚአብሔር ክንስጉም መንፈስካ ክትልከናን ጽሎና ወአምላክ ንቃልካን እግዚአብሔር አቦ ንጸሎትን ግዜን መሐብን ክንተግህ በኢየሱስ ክርስቶስም እግዚአብሔር አቦ አብዛሃዳሽ ዓመት ረድኤትካ ክትልከናን ጽሎና ክብርኻብ ዘለ ዓለም ዘለ ዓለም ናዓኻ ይኹን አሜን